the college football experience, Kansas Jayhawks, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by circus sports. Yeah. Circus sports is back with their new circus survivor and circa millions contest, $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circussports.com. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey folks, this is Bud Foster. You're listening to SGP. Let's let it ride. Music will keep going if I don't turn it off. And for Kansas, it's just going to keep going all year long. It is going to keep going, buddy. And I've tried to tell you, I've tried to tell you, but first let's, let's be proper. Let's introduce ourselves. Uh, If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swigger database dad, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Here we go, Patty C. You know, Kansas Jayhawks won a national championship in 1891, won one in 1899, Patty C. Uh, also won one in 1908. They might have won one in 05. This was a powerful, powerful program. Won one in 23 when they went undefeated as well. Uh, you can go on and on and on about the fine history in Lawrence, Kansas, from John Riggins to Gilbert Brown to Gail Sayers to Todd Riesling. To Jake Sharp. To Dana Stubblefield. Hello. We can go on and on and on. And look, they hit dark years, but guess who brought him out of the light? It was a guy named Lance Lightpole. I am joined by my co host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh. Oh, you know, I've been waiting for this episode, folks. Oh yeah. I've been waiting for this episode. Patty C, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend, you might see me in glasses. You say, Kobe looks like a fucking nerd over here. Well, (laughs) maybe, maybe I'm a maniac. Maybe I'm a maniac, but uh, you know, you've been nerding out on Kansas for like I have been. That's Two why the, that's why the glasses are on. And You've look, been nerding out on Lance Leipold for about six years now. Yeah, and, and look, two years ago, I locked up the over on one and a half wins. Right, number one lock of the season. They won two games, almost beat Oklahoma that year, but they won two games. They beat Texas in Austin. Right, last year, I think the win total was what three and a half. I said, 
or it might've been flat three. And I said, dude, hammer the over number one lock of the year. This team is going bowling. I was laughed off. You were laughed uh, off your own show. Yes. My own show, the SGP show, uh, many guest appearances that I did on, on shit. And some yeah, people were calling me a clown. So I put the glasses on to look like a fucking clown. <laughs> all right. To Phil Steele's credit. He didn't laugh you off. He did not laugh me off. Yeah, he he Phil Steele knows. Yeah, he didn't he didn't go all the way in. He on didn't it. go in like you did. Yeah, but I, he 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 was kind of. He you said know. maybe, maybe, but I said, dude, they're doing it. And I'll be honest, when I look back at that six and seven season, I personally think they would have won eight or nine had Jalen Daniels not gotten injured after six games. They were six and zero oh with him as a starter. Very true. However. As you see this or five and oh, handsome uh, gentleman in the starter. Yeah. icy white Jayhawks uniform behind us. Jason Bean stepped in quite well, but but they still only won one game. But the winds didn't come. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was a little bit different. They they be, they weren't as dual threat. So uh, uh, and and they also took some defensive hits like when Kobe Bryant got injured. All these other guys got injured, but that's going to happen. And the depth you know continues to build up. So Patty C, I'm curious. What do you think of old Lance Leipold? I'm pretty impressed. I am pretty impressed. You know, it's hard to gauge how good a division, former division three coach who dominated at a powerhouse. Well, he was, he was 34 and one all time in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, pretty amazing. Uh, (laughs) But what, where did he, did he make his jump from uh, whitewater straight up to Buffalo? Uh, He did. Yeah. So going from D three straight to the FBS or were they FCS at that point? And then they moved in at to the. No, FBS. I think it was FBS. So they were fresh to the FBS. D three yeah. FBS, hell of a jump, and yet, and yet it translated really well. So someone must have had the eye out there for him. You had the eye out there for him, and he coached his coaching tree. By the way, Barry Alvarez and Frank Solich, decent. Yeah, might Let's have heard go. of those guys. He also played quarterback back at Wisconsin Whitewater back in the day. Patty C. Uh, look, I mean, I think Kansas fans should be super happy. He turned down opportunities to leave. There was speculation. Wisconsin was calling ho- to bring him home. Nope. He doubles down, says he wants to end his career in Lawrence, and I'm on board. I am on board, buddy. All right. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, it may have be a, have been a genius move on his behalf because. We, I think Kansas has the reputation as a school that has football wise, less resources and less access to talent than other schools. I don't know if that's true. A lot of and coaches have failed, that. but uh, yeah. yeah, he's showing real quickly that that is not necessarily the case. And so if he's the only guy that can do it, the statue's coming. If he keeps this up, it is coming. Let's go. Uh, look, we're going to talk about the offensive defense, special teams, transfer portal. We're going to go game by game on the Jayhawks schedule. See if I look like a fucking clown again, uh, by the way, I didn't get any calls on that. Didn't get any callbacks <laughs> on that. I'm excited. I'm waiting for, for, to, for, you know, uh, August is kind of like the, uh, the, the, the time where I go on other people's shows often, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to going on the shows because I'm telling you, Oh, yeah. I, I know one, and I'm not going to name names right now. But I was literally laughed off the fucking show. You're gonna. You I was know, laughed off the fucking show by saying bring Kansas that would be a bull team. Gently bring right? that up when you go back on. Yeah, but say how you guys doing? How you guys doing? Let's go, <laughs> uh, Patty C. We're gonna talk it all. We're gonna talk it all. But before we we do that, I want to tell you that the Kansas Jayhawks 2023 season preview episode. It's brought to you by Circus Sports. Yes, yeah, Circus Millions plus the Circus Survivor is back. 
14 million dollars in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. I mean, circa millions, just five NFL picks ATS against the spread each and every week. Winner takes all, baby. Let's go. Circuit Survivor, just pick a different money line winner each and every week. You can't pick the same team twice because that's just how Survivor works. Uh, you got to enter in Las Vegas, but you can play from anywhere. All right. Play it from anywhere. Sports gambling podcast. Uh, the SGPN crew that is will be out uh, the last weekend in August uh, out in Vegas at Circus. So come by, say hello. Uh, CircusSports.com for all the details. That is CircusSports.com. What would you do with fourteen million dollars, people? Mm. CircusSports.com for all the details. All right, we are back on the Kansas Jayhawks two thousand twenty three season preview. Patty C. I mean, uh, I really think one of the things that a he's got three four stars signed currently, right? Yeah. But one of the things he has done great, uh, you know, remember he took the job in May of year one, right? Yeah. So he did not get spring ball. Yeah. And the recruiting classes were was completely decimated. This is a team that typically hangs in the high sixties, low seventies recruiting wise. They dropped all the way to one seventeen in that that transition year recruiting wise. So really tough. But since then, doing a great job recruiting. Well yeah, and I, I thought like, you know, obviously the first year was tough because he really didn't have a lot of his guys. The second year you saw him get a bunch of his Buffalo players to come over to. Yeah. Um and he's building that depth. You look at last year. I mean, that's definitely part of it. This year one, he hit the portal hard with his with Buffalo his own guys. guys. Yeah. So, yeah. but those, like, it was like Buffalo's in the Big Twelve all of a sudden, right? And yeah. guess what? They beat Texas at Texas. So <laughs> I understand why Texas doesn't put Buffalo on the schedule. Um, <laughs> Patty C. But look, I mean, you th- you saw last year he would he was adding guys to to build the depth uh, on that roster, uh, and there were some some decent guys that came in that that played pretty well. Uh, Jason Bean, I think, was one of them that came over from North Texas. Um, but you look, and I think this, hell is, of a get. this is another year yeah. for him to load up yeah. and and to continue to continue to build that depth. For it, a guy who looks like a military guy, you wouldn't think him being a, a portal master. Usually, it's the used car salesman types that run the portal. But he's he's just doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they lost. What's they did lose some guys. I feel like you know. Uh, People that weren't starting looked elsewhere. We'll we'll get into it. Uh, departing is running back DeAndre Thomas gone. He's he's going the JUCO route, I believe. Kicker uh, Jacob Borsilla went to Vanderbilt. So I'm out of here. I'm going to Nashville. Let's sing my heart out. <laughs> um, defensive end Damarian Alexander to the Louisville Cardinals. Keelan Robinson wide out went decided to go to East Carolina. Totally understand that move. <laughs> understand that move. Um, quarterback. This is the the one that I think they were surprised. This is why Jason Bean, when he was able to retain Jason Bean, the the the, the team was high on Ethan Vasco. Yeah, but bringing back Bean, I think Pat Vasco was like, "Damn it, I'm out." Yeah, he bounces to Coastal Carolina, where he's probably going to be the next Big Bird. <laughs> um, they also lost offensive lineman Hunter Barlow to Stony Brook. Another tight end, Max Dowling's in the portal. They lost Kai Thomas, running back. That was their on the depth chart to uh, Kent State. 162 rushing yards last year. A little bit of a loss. Yeah. And linebacker Gavin Potter to Arkansas State. And then you have cornerback Cameron Dabney to Northern Illinois. 
wide receiver Stephen McBride to Hawaii. And this is a guy that actually did play some time for him. Linebacker Eric Gilliard. I know he got benched towards the second part of the season. He bounced out to Jim Moore in Yukon. Um, so th- and they also lost safety Jarrett Paul, who had gotten benched to uh, Appalachian State. Those guys are gone. They're out of here. Now let's see if they won this portal, Patty C. Cause I think if you were to say what was the weakness of the team last year, it was clearly the defense. Uh, yeah. And especially the defensive line. When we get to the uh, the rankings nationally, the that that statement will ring true. Well, in the defensive line, uh, well, on the incoming in the transfer portal, they attack the defensive line. They started here with Dylan Brooks, defensive end from Auburn, coming over to the Jayhawks. They then Auburn's been known to crank out some defensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. Then they brought Patrick Joiner in from Utah State. Joiner was a solid player a year ago. Really excited about that get. Linebacker JB Brown, no relation to the former Miami Dolphin corner out of Maryland. Uh, but uh, JB Brown comes in. I believe he started at Bowling Green. Uh, I like this kid a lot. Offensive tackle Spencer, Spencer Lowell. He started multiple years at Arizona State. He went, he transferred to Cal last year because of the Herm situation. Yeah. And then after this year, he goes to Leipold. So. Boom. Bouncing all around. I think it's a good get to Multi-year add some year power yeah. five starter. I'll take it. Kicker Charlie Weinrich comes in from Nebraska, and then this running back here. We should be excited about him, Dylan McDuffie. Patty C. Dylan McDuffie. <laughs> Let me say this: a Nebraska kicker. I don't know how he did it, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sc- a lot I'm, of close oh, I'm losses. I'm a bit scared. I'm a yeah. bit scared. Uh, Dylan McDuffie, though. So he was at Georgia Tech last year, but he was a thousand-yard running back for the Buffalo Bulls before that. So he's coming home. The cows have come home to roost, Patty C. So they have. Uh, then we got cornerback Demarius McGee from LSU coming to Kansas. Mm. DBU, a DBU, as as some say, defensive lineman Gage Keys from the Minnesota Golden Gophers comes into Kansas. Defensive end Austin Booker from the Minnesota Golden Gophers comes into Kansas. Kicker Seth Keller from Texas State comes into Kansas. Defensive end uh, Devin Phillips from Colorado State comes into Kansas. And I think this is a big one. Former five-star recruit Logan Brown, offensive tackle from Wisconsin, comes to the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. Anytime you're getting a Wisconsin offensive lineman to transfer in, especially he had been uh had he gotten any play time, do we know? He was a five star. I know he's a five star. I don't know how many games he played. Uh check it out. Yeah, let me dive into that. Check it out. Logan Thompson, was it? Uh it was Logan Brown. Logan Brown. Logan Brown. All Let's right. go. Um, but either way, I would say they won the portal. They attacked the defensive uh, line, getting big time at least schools. I mean, some of those guys. Actually, I'm familiar with some of those guys. I'm not familiar with all of them, but uh, I think they won the portal just by that. Uh, man, um, academic All Big Ten. He appeared in all 13 games in 2021 for. Uh, Wisconsin. Okay. So I don't and know. Maybe about last year got benched or something maybe. and just dipped out. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, either way, Patty C, I think you have to. Would you say they won the portal? Yeah, most certainly. And remember, Jason Bean was going to transfer. Leipel talked to back. I would say you might have won the portal just by bringing him back. Yeah. Giving you that quarterback depth. I agree. And even though, uh, you know, like you said, the wins didn't come, I think that was more because the schedule was really hard than it, than anything it had to do with uh, Bean. I mean, yes, Daniels was the better and is the better player, 
but the numbers, you know, Daniel, 66% completion percentage being uh, 64 uh, yards per attempt. Beans actually higher. Daniel's 18 touchdowns. It's higher because they picks. didn't run as much. I yeah. Being 14 touchdowns, four picks. So yeah, I mean, Dude, and then Daniel's call me crazy. And maybe I'm going to sound like a maniac. Like I know he's at Kansas. He, he could be a Heisman candidate this year. That's not crazy at all. Yeah. Like he was putting up, like, I feel like every week was like 300 yards and like 85 to a hundred rushing. Yeah. 425 uh, rushing yards and seven touchdowns in nine in the games. bowl game. He yeah. wasn't even healthy all the way He threw for like what? Over 500 yards against Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, ended on a, on a high note um, between they, they have a great quarterback room, maybe the best quarterback room in the country or, or, or top 10 quarterback room in the country. I would say. Well, you know, they do bring back the second most production out of 133 teams. Only Florida state brings back more like and 90% of their production comes back on the offensive side of the ball. Right. Well, And when you factor in, like, I know Florida state's bringing back more this year, but Florida states are like upperclassmen. Yeah. Like Kobe Bryant, their star corner was a freshman last year. These guys are still young. Daniels has got multiple years left. You know what I mean? Like they, they can really, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. He probably was like, you know what? I am. I got a long leash here at Kansas. They have zero expectations. Let me do this the exact right way, and Perhaps. it's working out for him. Perhaps, buddy. But uh, let's talk about the good old offense here because last season they were twentieth in the nation in scoring offense. It was this his first real year there? Would you consider how late he was hired? Yeah, that. 20th in the nation. I don't, I don't think Kansas fans realize could ever, yeah. you know, hope for yeah. that kind of offense there. They were 38th in rush offense, 42nd in pass offense, 31st in total offense. So once again, that's with game six, game six, their quarterback gets knocked out for a while, like the, almost the whole season. And the offense still finished top 31. They shit. They probably would have beat TCU too. Had Daniels not gotten dinged up. I don't know. Yeah. But that uh, offense is diverse because uh, they they kind of spread the ball around. Uh, not no one in the top twenty nationally in any statistic on offense. Um, but you know, I think obviously the quarterback Daniels might have been, but uh, uh, except for the injury. But at receiver, they spread the ball. Now they do have a bell cow back. Yeah, but they have a couple backs that I like. Uh, remember, Devin Neal. So hold on. So Daniels and Bean are back at the quarterback spots. You gotta love that. Yeah. Uh, if you watched Kansas early in the year last year, Daniel Heshaw was very good as well as Devin Neal. He got injured and out for the year. Uh, so they have Neal and Heshaw back. They also bring in McDuffie, who oh he was only a thousand yard running back at Buffalo. Wow. And then you also have Neil went for almost 1100 himself. So two, 2000 yard backs yeah. in your backfield, Savion Morrison back as well in that backfield too. You gotta love to me, the wide receiver position here. Luke Grimm is a guy who I thought was pretty solid last year. He's back. Once again, these guys are only juniors. They're going to be back next year. Patty C. Yeah. Um, crazy. Quentin Skinner is back at the wide receiver spot. He's also a junior Lawrence Arnold back at the wide receiver spot. He's also a junior. So all your starters from a year ago, your star tight end Mason Fairchild, only a junior. He's back. Second team, all big 12 Jared Casey back as well. You guys might remember him. All these guys got into the end zone too. These are touchdown makers. We're talking about here. Uh, And then you bring back four of five on the offensive line. And what's crazy 
you're bringing back four or five from a year ago, Patty C. And then you add those two guys that aren't even, I mean, they could end up starting, but right now, Logan Brown and Lowell, they don't even have them penciled as starters, even though they've started a lot of games before. That's really crazy how a, yeah, you're right. The, the offensive line is already stout and to bring those two guys in is going to make them a, a formidable unit themselves. But you know, it, you can't call them the weak point of the offense, but the fact that the skill positions are so absolutely loaded, I mean, Skinner, uh, Grim, uh, Fairchild, and you said Casey. Yeah. And it was uh, everybody Lawrence Arnold. Is he coming back? Yeah. Too? He's a junior. Get this. That's their top uh, five pass catchers. Patty C get this and Devin Neal, their top six pass catchers. They only have, they only have two seniors on offense this year. <laughs> Unbelievable. And that is their center and left tackle. Everyone's going to be back next year, providing they don't hit the portal. Yeah. Uh, really unbelievable. We'll see what's what going on. Magician he is because I'm sure the 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 money will be thrown at them, especially if they have a good year this year. Kansas uh, donors, time to pony up. Basketball yeah. team, time to give yeah. some of that money, some of that Hunter Dickinson money. All right, yeah. get on over. Whoa, what happened here? What happened? Uh, there we there go. We um, let's jump on over to the defensive side of the ball, where uh, well. <laughs> this is where they need some help. 123rd scoring defense, 124th rush defense, 107th pass defense, charting at 126 overall. Uh. Patty C. Um, the defense, I, I I've heard him talk about this. Uh, the bend but don't break defense, and it was working early on with Jalen Daniels for sure. Tell tell him the philosophy as uh, Leipold described it. Yeah, and I've seen him talk about this with Buffalo too. So uh, basically, to he knew his guys. A, he knew depth was a, a real problem on this Kansas yeah. team, just like it was when he first went to Buffalo. So he thought that, Hey, if we just kind of make the offense beat us, like we're going to be kind of just yeah. don't give up the big play, yeah. but try to keep everything in front yeah. of you. You're not going to stop them on first and yeah. second down. And our you're defensive get, lines, not that powerful. Yeah, you're going to get pushed around yeah. a little bit. So wait for the, wait, wait for, for the, them to make a mistake yeah, the field to get short. You know, they, and just don't let them behind you until then. And then hold them to three or, and then right when we get the ball back, our offense will boom score really fast. And we'll put that same pressure back on them again. It's weird that they were able to have the talent on offense, but not on defense. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just the, the design of the offense that he knows will be able to slice up any defense. But I mean, cause it, you really think maybe these guys aren't five stars. I would, well, no, these guys were there or transferred in or something, or they scouted like Jalen Daniels was there. Yeah, I remember when he first came in. He goes, "I think I got something on this quarterback after the first couple of games of of uh, the first year." Yeah, well, that's just uh, learning how to like work with the talent you have. Matter of fact, I'm looking at it now. Uh, as of 2022, the most recent 24 uh, seven talent composites, uh, 71st nationally and dead last, 10th in the Big 12. Um, so, so what are they currently? Uh, well, they're like top 25, right? Or top well, 30. Their recruiting class right now is sitting at 38 yeah. for the 2024 cycle. So he's That's what I'm talking about. getting the talent in. And I don't think the 2023 talent composite, since it hasn't been put out yet, I'm sure it'll be a lot higher than, than well, that. And, and I know they're going to be expanding uh, the stadium. So money's coming in, buddy. Uh, yeah, buddy on the defensive side of the ball. Now this is what part of it is. I think they sent some of those guys packing. Some of the guys, so they have seven starters well, back. Let me put yeah. that uh, that national uh, talent composite sure. in perspective sure. real quick. They're seventy-one. 
Kansas State is seventy. Kansas State's winning Big Twelve championships. Big 12 championships. Yeah. They're clearly not that far away yeah. from it. Anyway. So there is that right there. Uh, look, um, the defensive side of the ball. Um, obviously they were not very good last season, but they're breaking in a brand new defensive line. This is what I mean: is they went out and just loaded up on guys to say, "Hey, let's try something different here." De- Devin Phillips is in from Colorado State. He's penciled in to be a starter. I know Gage Keys could be a starter. Uh, Tommy Dunn though is back. Um, but it's a brand new defensive line. So all these guys that they went out and got, you, you, I mean, Jerome Robinson's a junior. He's played some, they're counting on him to step up. Um, so that is going to be the biggest question mark yet again. But to me, the fact they addressed it with so many guys in the portal, like they brought in a shit ton of guys yeah. uh, on, in the portal. Well, so especially if, you know, what, what was their uh, rushing defense? Uh, one, 123, 124. Uh, was one twenty four, yeah, one twenty four. I mean, it sounds like uh, maybe it's not the end of the world to bring in some new talent and <laughs> try and yeah bolster yeah. the defensive front. Now the entire linebacking core is back. If you consider, you know, I know they lost Gilliard to to UConn, but he was benched the second half of the season. Yeah, so they're bringing back the entire linebacking core uh, and adding some depth to it in the portal as well. Getting getting JB Brown from Bowling Green, who's got some starts there. Uh, all first team Big Twelve corner Kobe Bryant was only a freshman last year. Patty, see, he's back. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant for Cincinnati, uh, another Big Twelve school now. Yeah, uh, was the Thorpe Award winner uh, not what two years ago? So maybe another Kobe Bryant's going to be part of that conversation this year. There we go. And then then uh, you they got uh, cra- so their entire secondary is back. Their entire secondary. If yeah. there is ever an indicator of how this defense operated last year, it's this stat. Uh, the only person in the top 20 in any uh, statistical category on the whole team is safety. Kenny Logan in solo tackles uh, was tied for six in the nation yeah. with 72. I mean, if that guy's making all your tackles, that tells you that they're getting into the secondary quite a bit and, and he's, he's back. Yeah, he's back. This is another thing that stands out to me, Patty. See, when I look at this defense, I am counting uh, three seniors projected starters. So this whole team still young five seniors on this whole project. This is projections. Obviously it's chicken change in August, Yeah, but man, the future is a bright, very, very bright in Lawrence uh, kicker, Seth Keller, as we alluded to comes in from Texas state. They also have the kid from Nebraska coming in, but it seems like Keller's got the gig. Uh, they're going with the freshman punter that they, I believe they brought him in from Australia and uh or they brought him in for somewhere. They, they, I think it was. I think it was either that or open tryouts. But Patty, see the uh, the punter was terrible last year. So mm. getting a better punter was a big thing for them. So they they did also. Uh, and, and you know they hired Sean Snyder, special teams coach. Okay. Do you know who Sean Snyder I'm is? I'm not familiar with Sean. Snyder. The son of Bill Snyder. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. You know, how's uh, that for this sunflower showdown? All right? I love it. I love it. You can walk into my dad's stadium. Not a problem. <laughs> you guys want a Coke? Can I get you? You guys yeah, want some is, ice? This, this stadium is my stadium. Yeah. <laughs> my family stadium. So, so Patty, see, what do you make of this whole roster? Um, I think the defense will be better this year. And I don't even think it needs to be yeah. like, it doesn't have to be a top 40 defense. 
I think this is going to be a defense that continues to step in the right direction. Somehow, it seems like the offense may be poised for an even better year statistically well, and, and just the health wise. of Daniels. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're right. If the defense can marginally improve, let alone take a, a pretty decent step forward, which seems very possible, then this team, instead of being six and seven fringe bowl, becomes a contender. Right? Yeah, I think they At are at least contender. in the Big Twelve. I think they're a contender. We're going to get yeah. to it. Folks, uh, look, we're going to go game by game on the schedule. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Kansas Jayhawks, 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Underdog fantasy, their best ball mania is here and underdogs giving away $15 million in prizes. Wow. Underdog pick them is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. They're so many ways to win over at underdog and underdogs available in so, so many different States head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code S G P N for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N and folks when college football season comes around past couple of years, we've been with underdog. They're a great company. They got great college football player props that I'll be mentioning. And really, I think you, if you like that, you can find a lot of value in that folks. Check it out. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right. We are back on the college football experience, Kansas Jayhawks style. And remember folks, hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, but we also host the college basketball experience where we talk college basketball year round. But when the basketball season tips, I am here every single night of the basketball season talking about the best games, the best matchups, what you should be betting on and what we love the gambling aspect, but we also just truly love college hoops. So we've been doing this shit for years. Check it out. We also host the FCS college football experience, the college baseball experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience subscribe. But yeah, all those separate podcasts are out there. What do you Go- think about uh, Kansas's college basketball prospects for the coming uh, oh, season? I think they're national championship contenders and that's why you should check out the college basketball Dude, experience. We're going to be yeah. talking about, about, uh, about them every night of the week. Oh yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Patty C though, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're out there, you see this picture of Jason B. I know it's very bright. I wonder how well they see it. But uh That's sh- how bright Kansas' future is. That is very true. That's why I'm wearing the glasses. And uh <laughs> look, that win total is at six. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and my first reaction is have they learned anything, Patty C? It's true. Have they learned anything? Have I know they- it's gone up, but they keep he did six last year with the maybe one of the like. Where would you put Jalen Daniels as far as best quarterbacks in America? Off the top, of my he's head, definitely top twenty, right? He's behind Caleb Williams. Yes. Aside from that, is there? I mean, I'd have to look. I mean, at you got it. Michael Penix, uh, but I think they're comparable. Daniels kind of puts more fear into the defense with the way he can run the ball. Let me uh, let me rattle off some quarterbacks that were among the leaders last year, uh, and you tell me. It, if it, who you think? He well, is and I'm not talking about pro prospect. I'm talking about to stop Overall. him. To stop him, yeah. Michael Penix. I think you can make the case, but yeah. I, I the dual threat capability of Daniels is puts him in the Penix same does not run very much. Yeah, yeah. Caleb Williams. No, Williams better. Yeah, Drake May. I actually think they're similar. I think Drake May's a, like he he has yet to show like yeah he 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 his great highlights. But to me, the team, I, I want to see him put the team on his back more. Yeah. Whereas Jalen Daniels, I've seen him put the team on his yeah. back. 
Yeah, he is the heart and soul. He's the straw that stirs the drink, if you will. Stir that fucking drink, buddy. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, Frank Harris, UCSA. That's that's a good one because I I do believe like if if he was to leave, that'd be like a, a six and six team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, they're probably going to win ten, eleven games. Sam Hartman. See, I think Hartman might regress. It's a story that you know, especially knowing Tommy Reese is gone, who he originally signed on to Notre Dame with, but he got a bag of cash. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I and I, he doesn't have the slow mesh. And it's funny here in Hartman and I'm not Hartman. I mean, uh, Clawson, they, they love Sam Hartman, by the way. So he seems like a great teammate and everything, yeah. but they're not worried at all. Oh yeah. They, they're not worried at all about the loss of them because I feel like they this thing a is a machine. That, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So I feel like that's the company he's keeping Bo Nix. You could, yeah, he put up great numbers. Bo Nix did last year, but I would say Daniels probably puts more fear in the defense, like for game planning. I think Jalen Daniels had a hell of a year last he year. He did, he yeah. did, but he, he still doesn't run like Daniels. Daniels like just—I don't know. I saw some runs by Bonix, but dude, Daniels is far more elusive. I don't know Bonix though. Did you remember that play at Auburn when he's running around for like thirty minutes in the backfield? That is true. That is true. <laughs> he ends up throwing that crazy pass. I do oh, yeah. remember that. Yeah. No, I mean I think he's right there though. Yeah, he's I in the same right conversation there. with yeah. all those dudes. I would say except Kayla Williams. Kayla Williams yeah. is the only Agreed. one who's definitely Agreed. better. So let's let's go through this. Let's go through this then. Yeah. So, but my point is over six wins, considering that you didn't have your best player for what? Uh, it was the sixth game when that injury. Yeah, did happened. we touch on what happened last year uh, enough? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. last yeah. year. Uh, they obviously opened up the season and and opened up the season quite well by uh, by beating the hell out of an FCS T- Tennessee Tech. Yeah. Then uh, the very next week. The very next week, they did take down. Traveled to Morgantown. This game was wild. This game was a wild fucking game, man. Yeah. And they took down uh, West Virginia. How do you win by thirteen in overtime? They Kobe Bryant pick six. Pick six. Yeah. There you go. Um, then they beat the hell out of Houston on the road. Um, and and then they took down the Duke Blue Devils, who, who was had a, a damn a, good yeah, season. Yeah, it was sixteen points away from being undefeated. <laughs> then they. Squeaked by Iowa State. I thought Matt Campbell in that defense actually did a great job on Daniels. That was the game he struggled most. Yeah. And then I honestly thought they would have beaten T- they would have beat TCU. This is the game he gets injured. Okay. And Jason Bean comes in. And I want to say when he got injured, it was the second quarter. Yeah. So Bean still performed admirably. Yeah, he's, Bean's right a good quarterback. Like yeah. Bean could start at, at how many schools you think? <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> but I'll say this. Lance Leipold game planning certainly helps him be able to step in and basically take over seamlessly. Obviously not quite the same upside, but not yeah. that far away. Yeah. So then so so basically five and one with Daniel starting, but five and oh when he finished the game. Five and oh, and then uh the the rest of the they lose uh the next game to Oklahoma by ten, the the next game to ba- at Baylor by twelve, and then they come out of the bye, they do beat Oklahoma State by twenty one. Then after that they lose in Lubbock. By fifteen, they lose. To, they get destroyed against Texas, and they they uh, they, they get slapped around a little bit by K State. Yeah, and I know Daniels came back and I think played a little bit in that K State game, and then he started the bowl game, uh, where they lost in triple overtime to Arkansas. So, but I still say Daniels was not like when you saw him in that K State game, still wasn't Daniels. You're yeah. like, this is a guy that's. Yeah, it was a month later that yeah. they played Arkansas, and obviously you could see the difference. Even in the Arkansas game, man, like even though I know he got hot in the second, that first half, 
he looked like a guy that hadn't played a lot of football. Yeah. He was missing throws that he was making and because it was a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um yeah, so full off season will be massive. You know, he's got to stay away from contact. He's not the biggest guy in the world. Yeah, but he's a stud. Yeah. And week one, Patty C. Friday, September first. You better believe God's eye will be rocking here in the studio at SGPN. The Missouri State Bears. And Missouri State unfortunately no longer has Road Rash Face, aka Bobby Petrino. <laughs> He's gone. He went to Vegas for a couple of weeks to be UNLV's OC. That is a then good thing left for, for Texas A&M. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop for a literal yeah. cup of coffee. <laughs> he, he may have never even shown up in Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I know Petrino. He's yeah. like, wait, yeah. I can get some scattered ass and right. uh, check out the facilities, yeah. and then was, I'm out of there. <laughs> they just offered him while he was just in town. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> uh, I got to want to know, Patty. See you. Want to know? Uh, week two. Friday, another two Friday games start the season. Uh, David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. The Illini, Fighting Illini, and Brett Bilma come to town. This was our the last podcast that you'll have listened yeah. to. Yeah, we just did the Illinois preview, and uh, we had Kansas winning this, That's so right. two and zero. Oh, and then they hit the road, strange road game up there to Reno. Uh, but Nevada, I think, is one of the worst teams in the nation, and I expect Kansas to fuck them up. Three I got a three and zero, oh. and then BYU. Playing their first ever Big Twelve game, but it's not their first ever home game. They're on the road. It's a tough game. BYU travels. You know they they're not afraid of the road. True, but I think Kansas is a better team right now. I do I th- too. I think Kansas is going to beat them. But it's going to be a close game. If this was at BYU, I'd probably take BYU. Right. But I got Kansas four and zero. I lean in with you. And for those of you that are freaking out, saying, "Yeah, right, Kansas four and zero." What did we just say? They started five and zero last year, so well. And hold on to your hats. And I wouldn't doubt me at, at knowing this this fucking team. All right, I've yeah. been right two two times two years in a row. Let's go, Patty C. And then I love this spot. I don't. Do you know why I love this spot? Huh? Because the Red River Shootout's the very next week. It is a great sandwich spot. Go look at Texas's schedule. This is between the game at Baylor, and. So it's just a perfect spot to catch Texas. What did they do to Texas two years ago? They won they, at Texas. They won at Texas. Yes. So I don't know what happened last year to make it fifty-five to fourteen in Lawrence, but going to, I mean, maybe Texas is asleep at the wheel in Austin. Uh, you got to love the the spot at least. What, what if did Texas Kansas get the week before at Baylor? It's true. So I'm saying Baylor's like one of the preseason favorites to be Baylor competing. wants to beat them yes. and it's in Waco. And then you got yeah. red river shootout on deck. It is a great spot to catch. Yeah, it is. I'm still going Texas, but it's going to be probably a lot more competitive than last year. You go on Jayhawks here upset special. <laughs> they did it. Light poles want to know in Austin against Sarkeesian. True. Right, let's go. True. Uh, Patty C. Then they, they host UCF, the very golden Knights, central Florida, the very golden. Knights. Yes. This game's going to be a little, wild. <laughs> this game's going to be a little wild. Yeah. You know who I think can, can be on Leipold's level at times. Uh, uh, Malzahn. Malzahn. Yeah. I actually think that this game's like, I'm, I'm a little scared about this one. Well, they have different approaches. I mean, what is uh what Rice is Plumley? Oh yeah. That's fun. Uh, you had mentioned, I'm forgetting. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but, um, uh, uh, Leipold's offensive approach. I forgot. He does a lot of trip. It's, it's his version of triple option. Yeah. 
but uh, it's it's option read stuff, but also they give the option to pass. Yeah, RPOs. So, yeah, and like it is. It they they will do that nonstop. Yeah. I, I think I even saw something from one game a year ago. Who the fuck was it? Some defensive coordinator was talking about it after the game and says, Leipold only ran seven plays all game. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it just, it was the, it's that Herman Boone. Yeah, from, uh, yeah. from, uh, it was like whether Daniels gave it to he or, or Neil it, no, what, uh, or, or he kept it for himself or they passed out of it to the tight ends uh, or wideouts. But uh, that is such an effective and simple play just to like run the read option and draw up the linebackers and do a run pass option behind it. Especially when you have all three options as really good players. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you yeah. have Neil that can, can break really it to the house in every yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, Patty C call me crazy. <laughs> I got this team started six and zero. Five and one for me. Well, I do have them losing in Boone pick and stadium against the mullet. I agree on October 14th. So uh, you have them five and two. I got him six and one. So you already got him uh, at the number, yeah. Right? Then they get a bye week, and then they host Oklahoma. And guess what, Kansas fans? I do have you beating K- Texas and Oklahoma in year one, or in the final year, I should say, of them in the conference. Um, give me this all day. I don't think Oklahoma. I think like, I think this is a perfect matchup. Really, this is like, a nice spot to catch Oklahoma. No, I think the matchup's perfect. The Texas game, okay, I'm maybe going out a little bit of a limb, but I just think Leipold is so much of a better coach than Sarkeesian. But like Oklahoma pretty much does what Kansas wants to do. Two years ago, they should have beat them in in uh, Lawrence. That's when Caleb game. Williams did the handoff. Oh, that, that game was like tied then. That wasn't that the, was a fourth and five, though. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma was in hot water based on the expectations, but it was not like Kansas was in control of that game. They were just playing them way no, closer than anyone expected. That was when they had two wins. Yeah. And my point is, is that had they gotten uh, Caleb Williams not had done they that, not done that when they went for it on, I think that was fourth down. Four, right? No, it was fourth and five. Yeah. yeah. Then maybe Kansas has the ball, and that was a midfield. Yeah, midfield. So a chance to win the game. Yeah. Um. But uh, and then last year, I know Oklahoma beat them by ten, but to me, they didn't have Daniels. If Daniels is playing this game. I think he puts more fear in the defense than than Dylan Gabriel does against the Jayhawk defense. I'm inclined to agree with you. We'll see. I mean, I expect a huge improvement from Oklahoma this year. This is not a team that wins six wins six games in a year very often. You know that is a very special set of circumstances with two Heisman level quarterbacks transferring out and a new coach coming in and them not knowing what they're going to do offensively. You know, granted the the defense wasn't great last year for him either, but Oklahoma has the type of talent that it's in Lawrence, buddy. With 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 a year to you know get get everything put together, they're going to be good again. Seven and one, I'm on the over. There you go. Six and two, I'm uh, I'm pushing as we speak with uh, four games left. Now I got them losing on Saturday, November fourth at Iowa State. Iowa State did a great job bottling up Daniels a year ago. Another thing is Iowa State probably would have won in Lawrence if they had a kicker that can make a field goal. He missed like ten field goals. I feel like I'm being sarcastic, but yes, he was terrible. I think Matt Campbell gets revenge uh, in the, in the cornfields there. I agree. All right. So I got them now at two losses. Now they take, they have a home game against Texas tech. This is a brutal part of the schedule. Yeah. The brutal part of the schedule home game against Texas tech home game against K state. I'm going to say they go one and one there. They lost by 15 to Texas tech, but was uh, Daniel's obviously still out there. Yeah. That's the type of game that it makes a difference in. 
in Kansas. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Jayhawks here. I will too. But I think the next game, the Sunflower Showdown. Yeah. They could win this though, man. They what very, was the score last year? Did they get their ass beat by uh, 47-27. Mm. Now let me let me make the Kansas fans you know have a moment to gloat about here. They still have the all-time lead in this series, sixty-five to fifty. So Kansas State still little brother in this Make series. Make it sixty-five fifty-one though. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking K State. <laughs> <Me> <laughs> Uh, the final game of the season, they head into Nippert, Patty C. You call it for an upset? What would that be? Cincinnati winning or Kansas winning? Uh, it would be Cincinnati winning. It is not an upset. From a win total perspective. No, Cincinnati's going to beat Kansas. Welcome to the Big 12. Uh, and no. yeah. Jalen Daniels runs wild. Sorry, buddy. Uh, we're going to nine ag- and three. Agree to disagree on this one. And I actually think. I got them seven and five. I actually think they could play for the Big 12 championship. What if we had a sunflower showdown, Big 12 championship? Be fucking awesome. Be fucking awesome. Now I'm about to get canceled by the Kansas fans because apparently, you know, cursing will get you fired, right? In, yeah, in Mark Lawrence Mangino, King. watch yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Thank God Lance Leipold doesn't seem to be a, a cursing man. Look, I know they're not going to go undefeated, Patty C. But is there one that they're just for like? Is there one that's 100 percent a loss on the schedule? I don't think there is. No. No, not at all. I mean, that's why this year at could Kansas be seems to be. I mean, at Texas, rather, based on last year's results, seems to be the the toughest out. You know, but if they're vastly improved from a talent perspective, they're not just. Well, and they pushed. didn't have Jalen Daniels in that game. Yeah, was it? Uh, wait, at the Texas game? Yeah, was that the first game he was? Oh no, that, that was, was late season. season. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. That is a difference maker. I'm looking at this year's schedule. I, I I think they have a decent shot. I, I love the over on six wins and I, I would not be looking at a future for them to, to, to win the big 12 championship. Cause if they get in the game, especially with now them having 14 teams for this one year, it makes it so interesting because not everybody plays everybody. So these tiebreakers could get wacky. You could end up having like Texas tech playing Kansas in the big 12 championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like before when you had that round Robin. Yeah. So now, now it, it, it could be very interesting. So it's worth a, a shot on a future. I think, no, this is, this is an absolutely great play. This is the first year that I'm finally agreeing with you that this team looks like an absolute like contender. Yeah, no, I think well, that's what makes the, the, the big 14, the big 12, so interesting this year. How many contenders, honestly, could you see playing in the Big Twelve Championship? Not winning, playing almost the entire con- All, conference. I agree. Yeah. I, it's very hard to to decipher and say. Well, yeah. you know, even Cincinnati, who I was sitting there, I'm on the under on, on our Cincinnati episode, but their schedule's not. I'm sitting there like, man, there's yeah. a lot of fifty fifty games. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like yeah, five five and seven to nine. If nine they and catch three. fire, if they're w- way better than everyone thinks, then yeah, they're very much as good as any team in there. You know? Yeah. Uh, so folks, I think you hammered the over and I'm super excited to watch the big, the big 12 slash big 14 this year. And Patty C <laughs> let's go look before he's between on the last over. year. They were big 10 between this year. They're big 14. <laughs> you average Next it year out. Be big 12. They're again. The big 12. Right. We think it'll be big 12 again. I know there's talk that Yukon, San Diego state, they got every, like 15 teams. Yeah, big 12 think about adding the whole fucking country. All right. <laughs> the whole ACC is coming to the big 12. It's gonna be the big 500. Let's go. Uh, Patty C, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with college football campus tour, AKA Michael Barker, who, if you don't know, you need to know because he's fantastic. Goes to like every single college football game ever. Um, six, seven games a week, a week. Uh, but I had a chance to sit down with him to talk about his experiences to Lawrence to check out 
the Jayhawks and everything. Uh, so with no further ado, here is that interview. Joining us on the college football experience, Kansas Jayhawks 2023 season preview episode is none other than college football campus tour. Wait, 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 what's that? Who, who, who's that Colby? Yes. College football campus tour on Twitter at CFB campus tour. This is the best follow you can do guys. If you love college football, if you're a Kansas Jayhawk football fan, give him a follow because uh, he does like six, seven games a week. He, when I say he does, he goes to six, seven games a week and he documents it all on his page. And he go, he's been to every single school in the FBS. He's been the most of the FCS. It's, it's literally amazing. And, and the Twitter page is fantastic because not only does he show you the games he's at, but he does the photo of the game. He breaks down the history. It is a must follow folks. So I'm honored to welcome on Michael Barker, AKA CFB campus tour. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Thank you for the introduction. And you know, we're both fellow stadium heads. So anytime we get to talk about uh, classic stadiums, old stadiums like Memorial or Kansas Memorial stadium, it's a good time here. Yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously Kansas had such a dark period of football, you know, but they've come through and there's optimism all around the program. And I like, I I've been here for it all with my prediction. If you've been listening over the past two years, I am going to tell it guys, because I was all over this. I love the Lance Lipo hire. Everyone thought the less miles hire was going to be the one to get him to the promised land when no, it was a, it was a little unnamed un, unknown coach from Wisconsin. Uh, what Wisconsin whitewater, I think it was, and then Buffalo. And now he comes in and he takes him to a bowl game in just a second year. Uh, it's exciting times in Lawrence. Tell me about the history of old, uh, you know, David Booth, Kansas Memorial stadium. So built in 1921. So 102 year old stadium, uh, David Booth, actually donated $50 million towards stadium renovation. So 50 mil will get your name on the, on the marquee, as they say, uh, it has 47,000 capacity. There is talk of renovations next year to do some improvements and actually reduce it to 40,000. Uh, but it's changed a lot. It used to have a track. They got rid of that. Uh, they have a real nice scoreboard over there and there's still the history and they got names all over the stadium of famous alumni, most notably Gail Sayers and, you know, you talk about the optimism with Lance Leopold, you know, not too long ago in the 2000s, there was Mark Mangino there and they had two seasons in 2005 and 2007 where they went undefeated at home uh, for an entire season. So the blueprint is there, not in 1948, in, in the 2000s. So um, there's hope, like you said, for optimism and and. Lance Leopold did some good things at Buffalo and, and it's, it will be interesting to watch if that translates to big 12. Oh, I think it will, man. I need to get the, I need to go check out a Kansas game. Now, let me ask you this. What era did you go in and what games, what games did you check out or game? Did you so check I've been out? to one game. It was a, a COVID game. I always have to put an asterisk next to it. Not because it doesn't count, but it was because reduced capacity, but as a football fan, you're just grateful to be able to go to any game. So it was an interesting trip because I went to a Friday night game in Laramie uh, in Wyoming and it was a night game and Kansas, it was an 11 o'clock AM game. And you're not going to get any flights from Laramie to Lawrence. You'd have to drive down to Denver and you still can't get to Lawrence if you fly into Kansas city. So I had a 12 hour window to do a 10 hour or 10 hour drive in a 12 hour window. 
I made it there about 10.30 and I was exhausted, but we got in there. It was a great atmosphere, even with the COVID crowd. Uh, but Iowa State was really powerful. That was Brees Hall team. He went for 185 yards and two touchdowns. They ended up beating Kansas 52 to 22 that day. So I've been back on campus a couple times since then. Uh, I, I would love the opportunity to go. I know they're playing a Friday night game week two against Illinois. Love all these P, uh, P5 games getting moved to weekdays. That's a possibility. And, you know, from a stadium traveler perspective, I always am hunting for Kansas State day game, Kansas night game, or vice, vice versa. So that, that's what I'm looking at here in the future. But I would love to get back to Kansas as soon as possible. Folks, did you just hear what, what Michael just said? All right. I, I don't even need to advertise it anymore, push it anymore. The guy was in Laramie at War Memorial uh, checking out a Wyoming game. And then he drove 10 hours to catch a Kansas game. And that was in the, that was uh, just 2020. That was in the Les Miles era. So that was still in the dark days. That is why you need to follow him on Twitter because not only not only will he have great stories like that, he documents it all, folks. So hop on over there at CFB Campus Tour. Michael, I appreciate you coming on to talk Kansas Jayhawk football and David Booth, uh, Kansas Memorial Stadium. And I look forward to uh, to may maybe one day I'll be catching a game with you there at Memorial Stadium, man. Absolutely, Colby. I look forward to it. And thank you as always for having me. There we go, Michael Parker. I need to get over there to Lawrence, Patty. See, I need to get to go over to Lawrence because I'm curious. How's it gonna look, Patty? C when the Jayhawks are playing in the Big 12 championship on uh, familiar territory for most Jayhawk fans. How would you feel about that? No, they were there. I was uh, Todd Riesling. Re Riesling, Riesling, Riesling. Drink a Riesling. I think uh, yeah, that's true. But that has been a while. What, 2007, right? Yeah. So and they beat your Hokies in the Orange Bowl. That, that was a d depressing day. Um, great, great season for Kansas. So look, we know that program can go there, and maybe Leipold is just the guy to do it. Let's go, folks. I am buying in. All College right? football playoff invitational, uh, dude. The 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 big. The Big Four team, whatever. Every week's gonna be fucking amazing to watch. Subscribe to the College Football Experience because guess what? Not only do we host the College Football Experience all year long and the College Basketball Experience, but we also have a brand new uh, feed out there called the Big Twelve College Experience. Check that out. Ryan McIntyre, aka Moneyline Mac, will be talking Big Twelve football, basketball, and baseball year round. So check that out with him and his co-host there, uh, Rush Bishop and company. Uh, so check that out and uh, yeah, subscribe there. We are on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow, Jayhawk fans. Rock chalk, let's go. Come on. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait for the fucking season. This is like my must-watch team every week. We have a we have a Kansas TV here in the studio. Let's go, <laughs> folks. Uh, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Remember, subscribe on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. And uh, yeah, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, just dropped an interview with Joe Theismann and Carson Steele, starting running back for the UCLA Bruins. I uh, know we have other guests coming on in the coming weeks. Uh, if you get the app, you'll get access to all of that. Our picks, we need to get content. Rigo on here. I know. I need to get. I tried. I reached out a couple times. Thought I was going to be able to get all it. you Kansas fans out there. Tell Rigo to come on the yeah, college. John Riggins needs to come on the show. We want Rigo, folks. Uh, they're like who? Who? No, <laughs> I'm joking. They know who. Oh, he is. they know. Uh, folks, also come talk whatever sport, but Kansas football and Kansas basketball. 
Yeah, we go pretty heavy on it in the Discord. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. You will enjoy it. Folks, this is the college football experience. Kansas Jayhawk style. We're both on the over. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Let's go. 